Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. فلما رأى قميصه قد من دمر قال إنه من كيدكن. So the minister after the wife after his wife had accused Yusuf عليه الصلاة والسلام and one of the family members Subhanallah gives testimony in favor of Yusuf عليه الصلاة والسلام. He weighs the evidence as we said yesterday when there's a case we need to look at the evidence we need to look at what is presented from both sides and after we hear both sides then we make a decision. فَلَمَّا رَأَى قَمِيسَهُ قُدَّ مِنْ دُبُرِ When the minister had seen that the shirt was torn from the back, قَالَ إِنَّهُ مِنْ كَيْدِ كُنْ He said, Subhanallah, this is from your plan. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a narration, النِسَاءُ حَبَائِلٌ مِنْ حَبَائِلِ الشَّيْطَانِ Now, we need to understand this narration very, very carefully. He says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that women are arrows from the arrow of shaitan or from the arrows of shaitan. It doesn't mean the literal arrows. What it means is that the Bani Israel, for example, two things that they couldn't control became the means of their destruction. So if there's an arrow that's moving in a direction and you place yourself in, direction, in that direction, then you have nobody but yourself to blame. There's a bullet, and you stay away from the bullet, subhanallah, that means you're not going to get harmed. It doesn't mean in any way that the person is bad. The Prophet wasallam is figuratively giving an example. And it's an example that is a great example. Because he wasallam is drawing our attention to the fact that by their nature, if we as individuals get attracted to that or to the being to whom we are not supposed to, and that is why Allah Jalla wa'ala says that when we speaking, when the women are speaking, and he says, nisa. To his wives, he says, you are not like the ordinary woman. Okay? So because of that, Islam has a bit of a privilege in terms of the woman over other women. That they are supposed to be women who are filled with more haya more shame, more bashfulness, etc. When that quality is lost, and when that quality is lost from a man as well, what happens is it becomes easier to become a target, and it becomes a bit easier to become the reason to attack that target. So it doesn't mean both are bad. What it means is, let it not be that figuratively, we become one of the two. We become the target, or we become the reason for the target. Nonetheless, he says, إِنَّهُ min كَيْدِكُنْ this is from your plan and from the plan generally of women. In And he said, unfortunately, the plan of the woman is a very, very strong plan. Which means that woman, as we said yesterday, again, Allah is not making reference to woman in a bad manner. As we said yesterday, that women have the ability, okay? A woman has the ability to take a man and subhanallah to do as she wills with him. Let's give another example. A woman has the ability to subhanallah change a home. Let's leave the first example. A woman has the ability to change a home. She fasts and in the home she can make everybody fast. She makes salah and her children will make salah. 
she subhanallah does those things which are islamic and the children will follow her so oh, the woman has the ability to make changes either positive or negative allah has given them the responsibility men earn women by their responsibility or by their nature they are supposed to be they are they, they, they are supposed to nurture people they are supposed to shape people they are supposed to mold people and that is why you'll find that when it comes to the smaller grades your teachers in the smaller grades in your grade naught or the grade r or the grade one two are normally women why because they have a greater sense of responsibility a greater sense of compassion a greater sense of understanding sometimes the father might not be able to even the father might not be able to display that emotion with his own son but the mother might be able to do it so in the kid women by their nature have great power right either it might be good or it might be bad and he said in this instance it is a bad thing that you have manipulated and then he said to them, Yusuf, oh Yusuf, please, if you can, forgive this. Forget about this. And he said, subhanallah, to his wife, and you seek forgiveness for your sin. The greatest thing that a man can do is that he can forgive another person. If that person has harmed him. That's the greatest thing. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is referred to as the greatest person one of the reasons is not only because he forgave his enemies, but also because he made dua for them. Subhanallah. So the greatest thing that a person can do is in the face of some sort of an objection, in the face of some sort of um, accusation, this man looks at the accusation, he looks perhaps at the bigger picture, and he says, I forgive you for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It didn't mean that the man by his nature was a weak man, was a weak link. No, it didn't mean that at all. What it showed actually was the greatness of the man. And the Prophet ﷺ says that from the beauty of a man's Islam, it's not laysa shadidu bisura. A man that's strong is not somebody who can drop somebody else. No. Inna shadidu al a strong man is one who can control himself at the time of anger. So this is the height of anger. And subhanallah, he says, Look, the whole conclusion at the end of this all is, you need to ask Allah for forgiveness. You did something, no harm came to the situation in terms of the full harm. There was a bit of a problem, okay? I'm going to overlook that. I'm going to try and save what is our marriage, subhanallah, but ask Allah for forgiveness. So in many, many marriages, we have people, either the husband or the wife that commits an error. So the error might not be such a big error. It might not be such a big mistake. And that sometimes becomes the reason for separation. Sometimes it's a small thing. Your mother came to visit and she stayed longer than she said so. Your brother said this. Your father said this. Why did they give you this? Why do they talk to me like that? Why don't they accept? Small things. You can work around it. You can maneuver your way around it. You don't have to be present in that situation. Okay, it's a small thing. But what we do is we blow it out of proportion. And when we blow it out of proportion, we are the ones that start fighting. Instead of that, we say, look, here's the problem. Okay, you've done something. I'm not pleased with that particular action. Engage each other. Communicate with each other. If he had said to her that I divorce you, which is unfortunately 
the reality in this day and age. Small thing happens, the husband says, I divorce you. And then not only one, he gives three. And then they phone and they find out whether three is one and one is three. And the reality of it is, if you go into all of the discussions, and there's a discourse by Mufti Taqi Uthmani, which discusses all of it all, you will find that three is three. It's not one. Okay? This is according to the Hanafi school of thought. And in this particular article, you'll find it very, very beautifully discussed. The article by Mufti Taqi Uthmani. So a person says he was angry. That's why he gave the talaq. He had jadu. That's why he gave the talaq. He had all, and then there's all of these conco- the, the, the con- uh, concoctions and, and, and made up ideas and made up reasons which really don't hold no weight. If you're angry, then move away. The Prophet ﷺ said, if you're angry, if you're sitting, stand up. If you're standing up, sit down. If you're at the place that is causing you anger or at the person, then move away. Drink water. Say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. Why? Because anger is from Shaitan. Anger is from Shaitan and Shaitan is from fire. So anger is indeed very, very hot. And when a person is hot, he will unfortunately destroy things. That's the nature of fire. So speak about your matters, communicate, and let it not be that things boil up. This was instantly. This was exactly when it happened. Okay? He didn't say to her that we'll talk about it, or we'll see, or just quiet. He wasn't silent and left it just like that. No, subhanallah. He addressed the matter there and then, got it off his chest, and you don't have to be angry about it. Okay? You can say it with anger, but you don't have to be angry. Because when you are angry, then you are for a long time angry. If you're saying it with anger, then it means anger could be disappointment. That you show and display your disappointment. The Prophet ﷺ was never angry for long periods of time. Subhanallah. He used to display his anger in a situation. And his anger was shown when his face used to become red. That was that moment of anger. The incident was understood. The lesson was taken, and subhanAllah, thereafter, he was a normal person. We, unfortunately, we get angry, okay? And we don't sort the situation out. And then that anger builds up. And then another incident happens, because obviously now you're not talking. Because that incident happens, so now you're not talking. Then we don't talk for, the first time we fight, we don't talk for the half a day. The second time we fight, we don't talk for a day. Some couples don't talk for a month. Some couples don't talk for two months, three months, four months, subhanAllah. They're living in the same home, then they separate their beds. And then eventually you find that you're living in a home where you're strangers. Some couples even in their own bedrooms are strangers, subhanAllah. Person asks, nowadays it's actually easier to ask the husband a question over WhatsApp if you're in the same, if you're in the same room. You know, like what you're doing because he's so busy on the phone. And then he can give you a reply, just hang on. Okay, subhanAllah. So don't be angry. Communicate, talk to each other. Yusuf, he spoke to Yusuf, he communicated, alayhi salatu wasalam, lidambik, and he said to her, Look, ask Allah for, your, uh, for forgiveness, seek forgiveness from Allah, because you were wrong. You certainly did a wrong thing. You certainly, and there's two types of ways that a person can handle a situation. There's one which is the one which is a really angry manner, which you can, you know, bring the roof down, okay? It sometimes helps, subhanAllah, to do that, but don't bring the roof down. <laughs> I'm just, you need a roof to stay. The second way, and sometimes the more effective way, is when people, subhanAllah, for example, the Prophet ﷺ sometimes used to display his anger by, by, by just being silent, by just not saying anything. 
by just not responding. And people would know, subhanAllah, that, that you know, here's a bit of a problem. Sometimes you come home, and if, and if we remember this, and, and there's a thing that we did, and now we're waiting for the moment, you know? And it's easier to just get to the moment, get your hiding, and get it over with, and, and subhanAllah, as opposed to, like, when is this coming, right? So it's like the day passes, and then the second day passes, and then you go to the table, you don't go first, you go but second, there's a bit of a, you know, a, bit of a delay, because you're thinking like, you know, when is, when, is, when is she, or when is he, when is my dad, when is my mom going to say anything? And then there's silence. There's just like, you know, basic conversation, uh, do this, pick up that, get this. But you know, it's going to happen soon. However, sometimes there might not be that particular hiding. What is worst then is when there's silence. And when the matter is finally addressed, then the parent says in a very hurtful manner, okay? That, so that's not hurting you, but it hurts you more. The parent says, you know, I never expected it from you. And then you're about to say, no. Look, I don't want an explanation. I just never expected it from you. And then you're standing and like you're kind of in limbo and you don't even know. And it's almost like the relationship between Allah and the servant. Where Allah says many occasions that, that you know, I, I don't know. I just didn't expect this from you, subhanAllah. That's, that's just about how our relationship with Allah should be. So anyway, وَقَالَ نِسْوَةٌ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ مْرَأَةُ الْعَزِيزِ تِرَاوِدُ فَتَاهَا عَنْ نَفْسِهِ the woman now who were in the city of Misr, they started talking. And she said, the wife of the minister has desired the slave who's in their house. So they were kind, they were almost like, how is, how is this possible? She, she stooped so low. Okay? So the first thing is, that how could they even think of something like that? Because it meant that behind that they were thinking, subhanAllah, she should have rather gone for somebody with higher class. She should have rather gone with somebody or for somebody with higher class. And that's, that's one of the things we need to stay away from. Friends who give us ideas. Friends who give us ideas. We must rather have friends who inspire us and talk to us about Allah. So they said, Turawidu fataha an nafsi. It almost seems as if the love for him has really spellbound her. She's, she's, she's intoxicated with the love of Yusuf alayhi salatu wa taslim. We see her in, in a plain error. We see her that she's totally astray. But you know, it's easy to judge somebody when you're not walking in their shoes. It's very easy. It's very easy to judge somebody when you're not walking in their shoes. Step a day in their shoes, step a day in their life, be almost in the relationship they in, understand the dynamics of where they're coming from, subhanAllah, and then you'll realize that the man is not smiling in the morning, and he's a bit grumpy in the morning, and maybe he's a bit difficult to work, not because he doesn't like you or the job. One of the reasons is that he's having a bit of a hard time. That he's going through some difficulty. That he just heard maybe his son has cancer. That he just heard maybe his wife has got a disease that is not controllable. That is not curable. That he's gone through some sort of a debt. And he doesn't know how to sort all of this out. That his life has just turned around. It's so easy. It's easy for us to say because you know, I'm not in that situation. 
I'm not the one that was tested. And if I'm not the one that was tested, I'm somehow assuming that I'm the best. So until and unless we are tested by the similar action, then we can only say that I've gone through it and I'm better. But that too we can't say. Because we don't know till the end of time whether the challenge will come. And when it does come, there might be a possibility that we'll fail. When she heard about this accusation and this talk and this uh, futile talk, she sent for them and she prepared for them a wonderful place to sit down. She said, look, it's almost like they were preparing to eat fruit. And she gave all of them a knife. Uh, and she told Yusuf, look, come forward. Now, now remember, she accused him of zina. And the husband said, please, if you can overlook this, overlook it. Right? So in the workplace, maybe, you have a problem. Somebody does something, or anyway, anyway. Somebody does something which is wrong. Now, how long must we hold that with us? How long do we keep it? Somebody says, I forgive, but I can't forget. Subhanallah. I forgive, but I can't. that's not total. Imagine if Allah had to do that. That I forgive, but I can't. Allah does everything. Look, Allah can't forget. And Allah, you know, there's, because Allah is obviously beyond all of that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala erases totally. There's not, there's not like a situation where Allah forgives, but there's a condition. No. There's no condition. Allah forgives and that's the end of the matter. It's finished. So when she, subhanallah, called him, now we're going to move on. We can't just be, you know, dwelling on that. We can't just be saying, look, that is what happened. I'm not going to serve you anymore. He's living in the home. Imagine if every child had to say, my father scolded me. My father shouted at me, so I'm not going to listen anymore. Which, which, which is what happens. It happens in this day and age. The child says, why must I listen to him? He thinks he's smarter than me. Why, am I to my, why must I listen to my mother? I mean, I know that I'm smarter than them, etc. So, when do you get to the point where you forgive? You were reprimanded. The reprimanding was for a valid reason. Or you were accused and it was for a wrong reason. Now, do you lull on that or do you carry on? Many people just stand on that. And for the rest of their lives, subhanallah, because they think that this is the worst thing that happened, they don't move on. Often people live in the past. And because people live in the past, they can't move on to a future. So people, subhanallah, a proposal was rejected. Okay? So they don't want to get married again. You can't do that. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might have something that is better for you. You didn't get a job. Now what do you do? You wait for that job to come back again? No. You move on. You start with something else. Subhanallah. You didn't get the promotion. That's just like that. You carry on and hard work will pay off eventually. So she said, Come. Immediately he complied. Despite the fact that she accused him of zina. Despite the fact, but he was the servant. And being the servant and being the worker, he had to do what he had to do. So he called, he replied, without knowing what is, what is in store. Uh, when they looked at Yusuf السلام, they praised him, they shouted out, Allahu Akbar. You know, they were like, wow. And in delight and in ecstasy, because you're looking at, at half of the beauty of the world. Okay? 
And they cut off their hands. Subhanallah. And they said, wow, wow. This is praises be to Allah. In Hada illa malakun kareem. This is not a man. In Hada illa malakun kareem. This is, uh, this is an honored angel. This is an angel from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then she said, look, this is what you blamed me for. So we get, we get put through the test and the person says, now talk. You, you are very quick to judge. Now what do you have to say? I desired him. But he maintained his chastity. And because of that, Allah rewarded him later on. From now, I have already made a decision before. If he doesn't do what I command him to do, I will imprison this individual and he'll become from those who are disgraced and debased. Okay, subhanallah. But however, that's wrong thinking. If people think that they're going to do us harm and the harm of the dunya, Fir'aun, the magicians were told that I'll cut your hand and I'll cut your leg and I'll hang you on the tree. On the tree. So they said to him, listen, do what you have to do. If you want to do that, do what you have to do. For how long are you going to punish us? Till we die. And afterwards we meet Allah. That's about it. For how long are you going to reprimand me? For how long are you going to disgrace me? For how long? You're going to say bad things, Allah is going to clear it up. You're going to say bad things, Allah is going to clear it up. So, for how long? I'm not responding. I'm not saying anything. Subhanallah. Yusuf alayhi salam, when there was the accusation of zina, he replied. Now she's saying, I'll disgrace him. She didn't disgrace him as yet. So you don't have to reply. If somebody says, I'm going to do this, don't be a fool and already have ammunition in store. No, 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 don't do that. If somebody is saying, I'm going to do this, maybe his tomorrow might not come. Yours will always be there, inshallah. Subhanallah, may Allah grant us the ability. Now, when they looked at him and we'll finish off with this lesson, they said, Mahada Bashara, this is not a man. Okay? So somebody will say, and this is where we sometimes get a bit derailed. <coughs> Because people say, Sheikh, one glance is permissible. <laughs> Sheikh, one glance is permissible. So you must look long. <laughs> you, must, you must make sure that you look long. Right? The first question is, if one glance is permissible, right? And in your eyes, something is not appealing. Why you don't carry on looking? In your eyes, something or somebody is not appealing. Why don't you carry on looking? Carry on. Look. It's one glass because you think you'll damage your eyes. Subhanallah. Okay. The second thing is we cannot say because they said that this is, a, this is not a man and this is a beautiful man and an angel which is beautiful. So it's okay for us to say that. That was just in celestial ecstasy. It was something, subhanallah, that just came out. And you'll hear at the ending of the Jews when they said, we didn't have any intention. Really, we didn't have any intention. It was just something that spontaneously happened. Okay? So, you can't do something that, you know, you, you're kind of watching, watching, and then you're like kind of, get my glance. Okay? You can't do that. Because there's going to be a few harms in that. Firstly, you're not going to be paying attention to what your wife is showing you. Is this nice? And you're kind of like, yeah, it's quite nice. 
Subhanallah. And then you know you're going to end up in some, some, some sort of you know, major, major trouble. The other thing is, when we look at this year, what it does is, it robs us. Every time you talk to a strange woman, it robs you of the quality of talking to your wife. You'll talk, but the quality therein will be different. They'll be arguing, they'll be shouting. You'll notice that it becomes easier to talk to strange women and to have a decent conversation and a lovely conversation than it is with your wife. It almost seems as if she just works on my nerves. Okay? The other thing is, when you look at somebody who is haram for you and I to look at, then the wife becomes less appealing. The wife becomes less appealing. Subhanallah. And what happens in this situation? This is a reality, brothers. I'm not saying something which is just by the by. When the wife becomes less appealing, the intimacy dies. When in a marriage and in a relationship, the intimacy dies, the husband would spend more time on his own. He would spend more time on his own, thus leaving the wife to spend more time on her own. This opens the door for shaitan to either allow them to have separate relationships or when they eventually are together to fantasize about being with other people. In the process, what happens is there will be children, but the children will be devoid of barakah because the main reason that was there behind it was fantasizing that I wish I could be with that individual. I wish I could be with this individual. And that's the reality of the situation. Questions have even come. That is it permissible to think of it's haram. It's haram to think about another person when you're having a relationship with your wife or with your husband. Okay? So we can never ever say that I can look at another person and subhanallah exclaim that they're beautiful. So couples say, no, 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 no. My husband and I, we have an open relationship. My husband and I, we have an open relationship. If I see somebody that's beautiful, I say that person is beautiful. And if she sees somebody that's handsome, then she says that person is handsome. But then afterwards, when you're not at home, she's calling that handsome person. And when you, you know, that type, and then, and then that's what happens, the reality of the situation. So we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us protected. And Allah grant us the ability, nobody, nobody forced you to get married, okay? When you, when you were getting married and you were sitting in front of the imam, illa masha'Allah, very few people were sitting like with a gun and they were told, you must get married to her. You can't get married to Mrs. Rai. Okay? You can't get married to Mrs. Jawli. That's just how it is. Nobody did that. You and I got married because subhanallah, we loved the person. We saw the person. We were thinking good things about the person. But somehow, somewhere along the line, it died. Okay? What we need to do, brothers and sisters, is once again communicate, okay? Eradicate all the filth. Let it be that we have long discussions. Let it be that we forgive and forget. Let it be that we take out anger from our marriage. Let it be that we give gifts to each other because that increases the love. Let it be that we say nice things. Let it be that we call each other nice names. And as I said last time, Bruno is not a name, okay? That's, that's not a name, okay? That's the name of a pet. Let it be that we compliment each other, even if the compliment is not something that is due at that moment, okay? And let it be that we compliment each other, 
in terms of giving compliments and in terms of standing for each other. May Allah Jalla wa Ala grant us the understanding. Wa sallillahumma wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidil Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.